girl, welcome back to another episode of Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar. How you doing today? I hope you're having a great day. So far, so good. Whatever you're doing, thank you so much once again for tuning in. So today, I get to tell a story. Um, a story that I get asked about and people are curious about, and that is how Country Boy and I met. <laughs> I've been wanting to tell this story for quite some time, and well, one thing after another keeps getting in the way, but now it's like, you know what? It's got to be said. It's got to be done because this is the month of May, and this is the month that we celebrate our anniversary. So what better time than now? to share this story with you. So certainly it's not not your, you know, it's not like fitness, nutrition, content, but it's fun and doesn't everybody love a good story? So I hope you enjoy this episode, this story, as much as I've enjoyed recording it and living it. I'm your host, Anna Wilson, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered nurse. I'm also the founder and very proud coach of Rock That Fitness, the best online women's fitness community ever. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar is a podcast that I created for you to bring you fresh insight that will help you improve your own fit lifestyle. Each week, I'm bringing you a thought-provoking show that challenges and inspires you to get out of your comfort zone and live your own best rock star life through nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So get ready, get set, lace up those shoes, and let's go rock that walk. Well, 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 here we are. And it's time for me to tell my story. But before I tell you the story about how Country Boy and I met and how we got to this place where we're about to celebrate our seventh wedding anniversary. And when I tell him this, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be the seven-year itch. What the heck is a seven-year itch anyways? <laughs> so, of course, I had to go take a real quick look, go check out the Google machine. And I found in, in an article in Psychology Today that says that the basic idea behind the seven-year itch is that romantic partners experience turbulence and a potential point of reckoning around seven years together. Viewed as a critical juncture, the seven-year itch is defined as a time when couples reevaluate. They either realize that their relationship isn't working or they feel deeply satisfied and committed to their relationship. Well, I can tell you, Ron and I have had our ups and downs. Yes, every marriage has them. <laughs> it's been sometimes really, really hard, a lot of times hard, especially uh, when you have kids in the marriage and step-parent. We've had some tough times, but we have a solid relationship that I'm very proud of. And um, I don't think there's a seven-year itch going on in terms of reevaluating and is this working. I think it's working pretty good. So, so I'm super excited to share to share my story with you. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to just dive into this. So here's the thing. Uh, well, our anniversary is May, <laughs> May 21st. Oh my gosh, can't forget that date. May 21st is our anniversary. This podcast is going to drop somewhere in the middle of May. Um, and there's a lot going on right now in my life. Um, I haven't really said a whole lot, but I will just drop this in here now in case you don't know. I'm going to have to go into 
um, surgery to get a revision for my implants, my breast implants, because I had a contracture develop on, on one of them. And, um, I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is and going to have to go through that. So uh, I just want to throw this out there because those of you who follow me closely, I know that this is for me, I feel like this is me talking to you personally and like, you know, you're my buddy and I want you to know what's going on with me back here. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be restricted. I'm not going to be making a big to do about it, but, but it is, it is what it is and it's happening. And, um, right now it's scheduled for the middle of May, but this episode will drop before, before that happens. Um, so anyway, just wanted to throw that in there, but let's get into my story. All right. So this all, I have to start my story by telling you where I was at, what, what was going on in my life at the time, what was happening Um, And so back in 2014, towards the end of 2014, um, when I was married, I was still married, my first marriage that lasted 22 years. So you may not know that about me. I was married once before for 22 years and with the three kids, with my, my Lindsay, my Brookie and my baby Chase. Um, and so for 22 years, uh, we were married first eight years of that marriage. We did not have kids. So we waited eight years till we had children. Um, and it was uh, that marriage. I want to say like, I fought really hard for it. I did everything in possible to try to, to make that marriage work. Um, I think we both did, um, to be fair. I think, you know, he did as best he could too. So I don't have any, like, I don't have any hard feelings, anger towards my ex. And, um, sometimes I just, I don't know, you know, I don't have answers for everything. I just, I do not look back on it in a, in a, you know, like in a sad negative way. Although it was a really painful time for me. I did go through a lot, a lot of grief and it was really, really hard. So if you've been through a divorce, I'm sure you can relate and know that is a very difficult time. And like I said, I fought really hard for that marriage. I, we had so many times we went to marital counseling. I just wasn't going to give up. I, even to the point where if I was going to be miserable the rest of my life, I had in my mind, I was, it was ingrained in my brain, like, you know, divorce is not an option. Don't talk about divorce. divorce is never an option. There is always a way to, you know, fix a relationship, whatever. But I'm not going to go into that as much as just letting you know that that's where I was at the time. And so a lot of my story here talking about this, I want you to know that I, I didn't have the same insight mindset and growth, obviously that I've had over the past seven years. So I was, I was different in my thinking and what I knew and how I managed and navigated my life and my fitness and my health and all that. So, um, I was in a different place. So I just want you to just keep that in mind as I tell you my story and what, uh, what evolved. Okay. Um, so I was working, um, at the children's hospital in the OR, um, circulating nurse as an OR nurse, Loved my job. That was my dream job that I wanted so badly when I left, um, when I graduated from nursing school. So I had that. And, um, so it was the end of 2014 and we, um, we, yeah, we parted ways. This was when the, the divorce began at the very end of 2014. So, um, after we were going through this time, the kids were young, obviously they were 13, 12 and nine, I believe at the time. Um, and it was a really, hard time. I don't have to tell you that. I mean, if, if you've ever seen anybody go through a divorce or you've been through one, it was tough. It was really it was so hard. 
Um, and so the kids were young and I didn't know how I was going to manage my kids and all that, but all just as, just a side note, like I had to, and I ended up having to switch positions at work. Um, I was not able to continue working in the OR as a single mom because I couldn't leave the house in the middle of the night to go to an emergency surgery. So, um, thankfully they were so kind and let me, I moved myself, I was able to move into a position working for the surgeons in the clinic. So I had more of a, you know, steady, steady hours. So I could be a single mom. So there, there's that. I just, I don't know why. I just wanted to tell you where I was at with things and how things were going for me. So here I am basically single separated and going through this divorce. And I was like, you know, I was, I was going through all of the emotions. I was angry. I was sad. Um, it was just hard to understand why all that was happening. Um, so I decided it would be fun and interesting. And I think it was just maybe subconsciously a reason, a way to escape and (laughs) like a distraction if I dated, I want to just date, date people. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was very upset and angry and I didn't, I was at this place in, oh no, that did not just happen. Stop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I set an alarm. Oh my goodness. I apologize. Anyway, um, I was at this place where I was just angry and I didn't, I felt like I don't need anybody. I need nobody. I can do this. I can take care of my kids. I have a career. I'm doing this by myself. I don't need a man. I do not need a man, girl. I don't need nobody. This girl can take care of herself and her babies and she's good. But I thought it would be fun to get on that, you know, match game and see what's going on over there. Kind of fun. So I got myself a subscription to match.com remember that is that still around I don't even know if that's still around I know there's like tender and what bumblebee or whatever bumble (laughs) I don't even know what's out there now but this was match and I didn't do this because I was looking for a romantic relationship I promise you that girl I just wanted it for just fun entertainment in terms of and now don't get any funny ideas because it's not that it's not that at all I just thought this would be fun to meet meet people go on dates have interesting conversation Um, and it was just a good distraction for me and I can't tell you what all was going on. So I can just tell you that that's the reason I did. So what, uh, what I did do, what I did find out not too long into doing this where you're like swiping and, you know, you put all your information in there and then you're looking for the, the match, they find the match. And so I went on, I don't know, I didn't go on that many dates, but I went on a few and enough to find out that. These men that were at least the ones that I got matched with, um, not that they were all bad or anything. Um, it just seemed like they wanted something more than to establish a friendship first b- before anything. Like I wasn't looking for a romantic relationship, but maybe they were. So was I thinking about that? No. <laughs> In my naive mind, I'm like, look, I'm just going on dates. Isn't this what this is all about? Um, I even put it inside of my profile that I wasn't looking for any long-term relationships. So that probably was the red flag. Like that's probably my fault that these men wanted something more, right? And I didn't put the two together. Silly me. All right. So what I figured out um, over this period of time that I went on these dates is that as I'm going through this match.com app, 
the same people kept on popping in same same and I was like this is so crazy like these people are on this dating app and it's like it's like an obsession or like some kind of an addiction where it's like if if they go on a date it's not good enough and they're just looking for that next what's better what's the next you know the next date will be better it's kind of like keep on dating until you find the perfect person. Well, there is no perfect person out there. That's for sure. But I just got tired. I got tired of seeing the same people. And I was like, you know what? This is, these people are on here all the time. I think they're, I think they are becoming brain, like brainwashed. And I just like, mm, all right, I'm done with this. So I was going to like end my subscription. I was pretty much on at the last, I think, I don't know, week or so of my subscription um, and then all of a sudden I get a match from a guy named Ron and I was like, oh, okay, well he doesn't know like, I, and his picture, this is funny. My picture, just to show you, give you kind of an idea, my picture on match, I had a couple, I don't remember how many pictures I had on there. I know I had two for real, for sure. I remember one of them was me with my guitar, with my acoustic guitar, smiling into the camera like I'm singing a song or whatever. And then another picture of me out at the jetties with my with my like um, scuba gear and I'm acting like I'm eating um, seaweed <laughs> from the ocean, like a silly picture. Silly pictures. I was not the person to like use filters or present myself like somebody that I was not. It was just goofy me. This is me. Um, so, I mean, I, I've always felt like that. Like, you, you know, if you're going to put your picture out there, let's make sure it's who you are. So when you actually meet somebody in person, they're not like, what, who are you? <laughs> uh, so that was mine. But Ron's picture, I don't even remember what he had in his hands, but he definitely had some power tools. He was like looking all tough, like, ah, <laughs> power tool, guy with the power tools. Um, so I was like, mm, okay, what's up with this? Um, I found out it was because he was... Uh, remodeling a house he was in the middle of like flipping a home he like he enjoyed you know fixing things up he had a fixer-upper that he was living in at this time so I was like okay what's this guy what's he doing you know so we 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 messaged each other and I let him know I wasn't dating anymore because I had decided I wasn't going to date at that point I was like you know what I'm not going to date anymore I'm done with dating I'm going to focus on I'm going to focus on the kids. I'm going to focus on my relationship or my really, yeah, my relationship with the kids. I'm going to focus on my work. I'm going to focus on getting through this divorce because it was very painful and I needed to focus on that. And I lived in this gigantic house on an acre and I had a lot to do to get this house ready for the market and move and just get my head on straight. So I didn't want to date anymore. And I made it clear. I was like, hey, you know, thank you for reaching out and I appreciate it, but I'm not going to be on this app anymore. Actually, my subscription is ending and I'm not going to re-up. And um, he was like, oh, well, can I email you? I'm like, hmm, okay. All right. So, so we started emailing each other. We told each other our story. So he told me his story. He was single for like 25 years. He did, he did have a marriage early on. Um, he told me his whole story. There were some things in there that were moving and touching. And, um, and I basically told him my story, but I like, again, I just, I wasn't really, I wasn't really interested I was interested in who is this guy like I was a little interested but at the same time I wasn't looking for dating anybody um so we corresponded for a while back and forth um until he wanted to talk on the phone and I was like mm, okay <laughs> this guy's persistent I'm not gonna go on a date but he wanted to talk to me on the phone so I'm like okay I'll never forget this because I remember walking around the kitchen 
while I was on the phone with him. And my first impression, and you're not going to like this. (laughs) I kind of don't like this about myself, but it is what it is. He has this country accent when he talks. And so I immediately said to myself, no, 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 for sure. For sure, I'm not going to meet this person for sure. No. And I told him, I said, um, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I don't want to waste your time, um, but I am not dating anyone. And honestly, you know, I just want to be really upfront and honest. I don't want to waste your time. And here's the thing. I, I really don't, we, I don't think we have any chemistry so I don't want to waste your time. I, those were really my words. <laughs> I know that sounds really mean or tough or I don't know, but I told him that and he, and he was like, okay, well, how about can we, um, we had talked on the phone a little bit more and then he said, can we, can we not have a date, but will you go to dinner with me? And I was like, but it's not going to be a date, but okay, okay, okay go but it's not a date like I kept on making sure he knew that is not a date and then he said okay well where do you want to go and I'm thinking you know what if he's going to take me on a date and he is insist not a date on a non-date and he's insisting then I'm gonna pick you know a real expensive restaurant that I like (laughs) so so yeah I was like okay let's go here um we went to I don't even want to, I'm not going to name it, but it's a very expensive restaurant here locally, really nice. And I mean, like it's, it's really a very high class place. So I agreed. We're going to go on a non-date. All right. So getting ready for this date. And, um, how, how did I address? Well, I'll tell you right now. I was not at my heaviest, but I was definitely heavy. I was not happy with my body. Um, I, so at my heaviest be, without being pregnant, just for a little like to understand where I was at with things. I, without being pregnant, my heaviest was around 201, 202. I was a little over 200 pounds. And at this time uh, of my life, I was around 175, 180 maybe pounds. I wasn't happy with my body. I wasn't in shape. I was not in the best of shape or health or whatever. Um, so I would wear like, I like, I would wear pants or jeans or whatever, but I always would wear like a cover up, like one of those sweat long, kind of like a long sweater or kind of like a long jacket type thing to cover my bottom, cover me. I wanted to be covered. Um, I was very insecure of my body. Um, so I remember going on that date feeling like that, like, was I going to, was I there to impress this person that I didn't want to go on a date with? I keep on saying it was a date. Well, you know, Ron would argue with you or argue with me and say it was a date it's a non-date um and he he looked nice you know button down shirt dressed nice so I come into the restaurant to meet him I guess you can call it a blind non-date now um and we had dinner so here's the things that I remember about it as I was being walked over to his table he stood up from the table to greet me and then I sat down and he sat down and my first impression of him was, well, well, he's not ugly, but I'm not really attracted to him. He's a nice guy. He looks like a nice guy. And of course we have, you know, small talk. He remembers that I talked a lot about the kids. Um, yeah, I guess I did because I talked a lot about the kids. I do remember two parts of this conversation during this dinner that were kind of funny. And one of them was 
that I remember him telling me a story about how he loves his niece and he would go uh, ride around and go karts together with her and crash like bump into her and he was laughing he was telling me the story and he's laughing at his own story and I'm sitting here thinking he's laughing and I'm not like you know like he's laughing like a country boy would laugh and like he's laughing at his own in my mind he's laughing at his own story this is really funny um and I remember telling him I don't even remember what I exactly ordered for dinner but I remember there were onions and I told oh it was on my salad I had onions on my salad I said I'm gonna eat these onions on this salad because there's not going to be any kissing (laughs) and he points that that story that part of the story out to me often which I think it's funny I was just drawing the line like I wanted him to know like there's no you're not kissing me nothing's happening with me so dinner was really good and I remember yeah, the food was amazing. And our server was also very amazing. I don't remember his name, but I bet you country boy does. Um, so as we're leaving, um, we get up from the table and I am walking away from the table. He's behind me and he speaks up and says, hey, you forgot something. And I turn around and he's holding this huge vase of these most beautiful, fresh bouquet of flowers. And I'm like, What? He's, it's from the table. These flowers were on the table this whole time. And I'm telling you, this was not just your ordinary little bouquet. Like this came from like one of the most, you know, expensive places in town of flowers. And I had been admiring this whole vase of flowers the whole time we're at this on this non-date. I remember during dinner, like looking at these fresh flowers going, wow, they're so pretty and they smell amazing. And they were on our table the whole time. I mean, what? I was like, those are for me? (laughs) I laughed. Biggest grin ever. And I felt so silly and ridiculous because like, duh, there weren't any other flowers on any of the other tables. How did I not notice that? I have no idea, girl. But first, this was another big first impression. I'm like, what? Why? Why me? He doesn't even know me. And he bought me flowers. This is nuts. This is crazy. So we left and we continued on. Um, our friendly conversations by the phone, getting to know each other. He was telling me what he was working on this house. He was doing a lot of like sheet rocking on the, on this house and just all kinds of things like tiling the floor, redoing bathrooms, redoing the kitchen. I mean, entirely gutting this house and doing the whole thing. He was telling me that, um, he, he was actually going to the gym regularly and, and strength training, which I found very attractive. Um, that's a whole nother story. Ron doesn't do that right now. And, um, that's another story for another day. Uh, but that was attractive to me, um, that he doesn't, but now he doesn't do it anymore, but I loved that about him. Um, and, and he, and he was a salesman. So as a salesman and what was he selling? He was sending, selling, I don't know, renting things. He was in the rental business. So he was a salesman in the rental business. And I didn't know anything about that, but I knew he was a salesman. So of course, this is going to put me on guard. I'm like, oh, he's a salesman. So he's trying to sell me. Well, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm privy to this. I know. I know what salesmen, they know how to do that. And I just thought, you know what? He is a good, he's good at this. So is this real? I just didn't believe him because, well, he's a salesman, you know? And of course, I would share with him my story, what's going on with me. I was trying to get this house on the market. And at the time, there was a house that, that, that I had had built. I actually 
designed this house. It was huge. It was, I'm like over 4,200 square feet home on an acre of land. And this wasn't just any regular construction. Like I had this thing, I contracted the whole thing and it was uh, built for hurricane winds. It was yeah, but we had been there for enough years to where this house needed updates. There was a lot that needed updating and all the walls needed to be painted. So this is a, this is a big job. Plus, there was this um, leak that kept on happening whenever it would rain. And it was around somewhere around the fireplace. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize what was going on because it was kind of seeping down into what we had, um, the carpeting area. So I wasn't sure where this leak was coming from. And so I just had, I just had all of this stuff I needed to do and figure out what I was going to do and where I was going to live once I got this house sold. What was I going to do? And I was shopping to find out well, where I was going to move the children, what school they were going to go to and what was going to happen next. I had a lot going on. So yeah, I was sharing this stuff with him. We'd talk on the phone and he was a really nice guy. He was nice. There was never any talk about anything sexual or romantic or anything like that. Of, You know, just a friend, just a nice friend. Very nice to talk to. <laughs> I'm going to just admit it. I didn't think we had chemistry. I really felt like this was a nice guy and I really appreciated his friendship, you know. So, so we got to know each other. And he knew. I actually, even though I wasn't like looking to find somebody new to date, there were still like one or two guys that I was still in touch with from Match that I hadn't quite let go of talking to and possibly going on another date with them. And so he knew, like he knew that he wasn't the only guy or whatever around. <laughs> so he was cool about it. And I would tell him about the other dates or relationships, not relationships, but the other guys. And I'm telling you, like those were, there was nothing there except like, you know, just, just getting, just playing the field. I don't know what the heck I was doing. I was a divorcing woman, you know, <laughs> what do you, what do I know? I don't know. But I do know that Ron was a very nice man. He was very sweet and willing to listen. I was talking to him about, just about everything, the, the struggle in my relationship with my ex and all that going on. And I mean, you know, this is just not the kind of stuff you're supposed to talk to somebody who you're in a, you're going to be going into a new romantic relationship with. But since I wasn't interested in a romantic relationship with him, it was like fair, it was fair, fair game to talk about all this because we were just friends, right? He knew that I was going through all this and, um, I didn't want to ask him, but that leak that kept on messing up my carpet, I was like, something, I'm like, I need to ask him if he knows about it and if he can come see it. <laughs> I didn't have, look, I didn't have any ulterior motives, but he was nice and he came over and investigated what was going on, figured out what was going on with the leak. Okay, cool. So that was nice. Thank you for doing that. Um, and then another time I'm out trying to like, he, he didn't know this at the time, but I, I was out trying to mow the lawn. We had a riding lawn mower. The grass was out of control and I'm talking like out of control, like as up to like your thigh or almost <laughs> up to your hip. And I'm on this riding lawn mower and I'm telling you the grass was up 
when I was riding, you could see the grass in front, like it was coming up over the track, the uh, the riding lawnmower. I, I'm pretty much burning up this engine on this riding lawnmower pretty bad. I did my best to try to mow the lawn. It was tough. I don't even, you know, it was one of those whenever you mow and the grass is so tall that when you're done, it doesn't even really look like you really mowed. It's like there's all these like, it's all uneven and there's like all these tall weeds. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what my yard looked like. And, and then I had just, you know, messed up the lawnmower. I wouldn't start again. Um, but the other thing, I couldn't weed eat because the weed eater wouldn't start. Ah, that too. Well, I asked my friend, my friend, my country boyfriend, boy and friend, to come over and look at my weed eater. And he's like, okay, come on. Nope, it's broken. Well, I have one and I'll be glad to come over and, and weed eat the yard. I'm like, no, I can just borrow it. Well, here's what happened. And I don't remember all of the details, but here is the part of the story that's kind of interesting. So I ended up getting really, I don't know, you know, it was like, I got the flu really bad. And so bad it was one of those type of sicknesses where you've got fever, your brain is foggy, you're in bed all day, you can't, you're just you feel like you're dying. And I really felt like that. I was in bed. I don't know how I got the kids off to school. Um, told him on the phone and he was like, Hey, I'm going to come over and weed eat for you. I'll just weed eat for you. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, okay. Well, I looked like awful, awful. And he came to my door. I'm dragging myself out of bed. I am so sick. I can barely open my eyes to open this door and see him standing on my front porch holding a half gallon of orange juice and he hands it to me he's like here I brought this for you I was like um no thank you I don't drink juice (laughs) even at that time like I knew like drinking juice that's just high sugar if I'm gonna have have fruit it should just be the right it should be a piece of fruit okay so there's your nutrition content for this episode (laughs) um I told him no thank you I don't drink juice so I I hated to reject him but I don't you know so I pretty much gave him instructions on how he could get uh to the backyard to get started um he said he was gonna get started so I went back to bed and then he comes knocking on the door again so I'm like what's going on so I go open the door he's like um there's a lot of there's a lot of junk on the side of the yard. It looks dangerous for the kids and the dog. And if you want, I'll, I'll move it. How about if you open up the garage and I can get all that stuff cleared out and moved over into the garage. And I'm like, what are you sure? He's like, no, cause it's really dangerous for the kids. And I was like thinking to myself, okay. So I go and open up the garage and it's a mess. The, my life was a mess, girl. My whole life was a mess. And I just went back to bed. Next thing you know, I hear the riding lawnmower going I'm like what what is he doing he said he was going to do the weed eating and why is my riding lawnmower on yeah I was not happy about this I'm telling you I was not I get out of bed I go to the window that looks out to the backyard and here's this country boy on the riding lawnmower drinking the juice drinking the orange juice as he's just driving as happy as can be on the riding lawnmower drinking the orange juice that I rejected I'm like what in the name I was really mad I'm like he did not even ask me if he could mow my lawn that's not what we agreed on and he just did that what I didn't like that I did not I really felt like he was really crossing the line because he did not ask I'm like what why 
I went back to bed because what am I going to do? I feel like crap. I was sick. I'm like, whatever, whatever. So he did. He mowed the whole acre, did the edging, put all of the garbage and junk that was on the side of the house into the garage. And it looked great. And here's the thing. It was almost Easter weekend. So it was nice. I was like, so glad that that was done. Thankful. I couldn't believe he did it. I was not happy. I think I told him. I didn't like that he did that. And I, and it was something that he grew to like about me is that I would tell him when I didn't like something. <laughs> Just really funny. Like it wasn't even like I got emotional. I was like, I don't like that you did that. <laughs> so anyways, next part of the story is I'm chit-chatting with my mom, you know, right before the Easter weekend, talking to her about, about him, which she was really fascinated and intrigued by this guy what I would tell her about him and how he got me flowers on the first non-date. And she was so interested about it, wanted to know everything about him. And then she found out that he mowed everything and fixed the yard all nice. And she knew that was a lot of work because, well, it was a whole acre and it didn't, it was just, it was a mess. And she was like, Anita, you need to invite him over for Easter. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. No, Anita, he did all that for you. I was so nice. You need to invite him for Easter. I'm not very good at doing my mom's accent. But yeah, she was insisting that I invite him for Easter's. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know what that means, right? Like, it's like, come on. You invite somebody that's not in the family over for Easter. In this case, I'm. it's like making a statement. Like, okay, we're opening the door to possibilities that are beyond friendship right she talked me into it and he was happy to oblige <laughs> so here comes country boy on easters easters for lunch and he brought each of the kids chocolate bunnies he asked me first he made sure that when I told this story that I let you know that he did ask permission to bring the chocolate bunnies and I said sure sure so he did and the kids were all happy you know, and we had Easter and I baked my, um, traditional, uh, every year I like to bake that carrot cake that's shaped and does, um, decorated like a, like an Easter bunny. And I don't know if that was the first year I had done it or if I had been doing it, somebody needs to tell me my history because sometimes I forget these things. I just know that I've been doing this ever, ever since every year, ever since, um, because Ron absolutely loved that carrot cake. And it was like, he jokes about it and says, that was it. That was, I was, you know, I was sold at that point after the carrot cake. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. Uh, but yeah, well, he came over for Easter. So here we go. We're heading into more of getting to know each other. And yeah, I did tell him we don't have chemistry. And he would bring that up too. Like I would tell him because he would, he would kind of at this point, he would kind of allude to the possibility of dating and we would go out to eat like for lunch or go out to eat for dinner. But in his mind, those were dates. In my mind, it was just friends getting together. But he didn't understand. He would always be like, I don't understand the difference. We're, we're dating. I'm like, no, we're not. Because I might still want to go out with somebody else. So I am not dating you. We are friends. And I kept on making that very clear to him. Um, but I was really fascinated with him because Country Boy was not like anybody I had ever he was not like any man I had ever met and he presented a person 
a man. He presented, sorry, I can't even talk. He was a man like none other for me. Like I had never met a man that was so polite, so kind and happy. He was a happy man. He'd come and pick me up. He'd walk me around to the other side of his truck and open the door for me. He would always open the door for me. And I wasn't like, no, I don't need you to open the door for me. It made him really happy. So I'm like, I'm, I'm glad he's happy. So if he wants to open the door for me, well, you go right ahead, buddy. <laughs> so because it made him happy, I let him. And then he would hop into the truck and turn the music on and start singing as we went down the road. And I'm like, he's a happy man. I've never been around a happy man like this. I thought it was so interesting. I didn't know. I mean, I figured it. I mean, it didn't look fake. It was real. But yeah, he was a happy man. So we did get to know each other more and more. Our friendship grew um, over months. And and I'm saying this months because when we met, I believe it was in the early part. Of, it was the early part of 2015, somewhere in February, I believe. Um, and then, so here we are. It was, you know, Easter, it was like April, May. We, we became more and more friends, got to know each other. And he would, you know, from time to time, we'd be crossing, like crossing, like say a parking lot to go to a restaurant. And he would reach out to hold my hand. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, we're just friends. <laughs> I wouldn't even let him hold my hand. Um, I think he attempted to kiss me once. But this was after we had been friends for a long time. I'm like, no, I'm not. We're just friends. I'm sorry. If anything, I will let you know, okay, if things feel differently. But we're just friends. And we don't have chemistry. And we would have these long talks. And, oh, let's talk about this. He started coming over to help me. This is a huge part of the story. He used to come over all the time and help me fix things around the house and get them ready, get the house ready for the market. There was a lot to be done. And I'm telling you a lot, like he would fix electrical things. Um, he helped me paint. He would hold this. I had a rickety ladder. This was like the worst ladder ever. Um, a great excuse for him to stand there holding the ladder while I was up on the ladder. <laughs> he jokes about this and I didn't think anything of it, but for some reason he just loved holding the ladder and watching me. Um, as I was painting, whatever, the top part of the wall. Um, but yeah, he would help me get everything ready. And we would work on this house on the days that I wasn't working or on the weekends or in the evenings. And we spent more and more time together. And um, and it just became a stronger. The other very significant thing about Ron is that he didn't just date me. He took a very special interest in the kids. So he dated us. Like we would do like weekend getaways going to like Six Flags or we'd go camping or, you know, float the river. It was really fun. And we would go on dates, dinner dates, all of us all together. It was really fun. So that was really special about him that he really did take an interest in the kids and it wasn't just me. Some of the sweetest times that I can remember were like at the end of a day of working all over the house on things and just relaxing and talking in the living room at night when the kids would be in bed and we would just talk and talk and uh, one night in particular we were talking about chemistry and uh, like you know asking you know do I think that we don't have chemistry I'm like yeah we just I just don't believe we do and he said well this is this stood out to me he goes you can't have chemistry if you don't mix anything up. <laughs> oh my goodness, country boy. He had a point, right? I mean, you got to mix two things together to get some chemistry. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm not going to 
lie to you. I'm, I'm still open to seeing other guys. And he's like, well, as long as there's no other roosters in the hen house, I'll come around. <laughs> like, what? No other roosters in the hen house? What in the world do you mean? He's like, well, if there's another rooster around here. I'll need to come around. And that really started to sink in, even though it's his country boy talk and he's got all kinds of sayings like this. It cracks me up. But basically, and I'm sure you already figured out what he meant was if, you know, if there was another man in my house or spending time with me at my house, he didn't want to have anything to do with me. He's like, no, he's done. And you know what? It really sunk in for me because I started to really believe him, who he was And I also started to really feel more attached to him. Like, I didn't want to ruin this good thing if this good thing ended up being something really good. So at that time, I decided at that point, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to date anybody. I'm going to continue working on this friendship with this country boy and see what happens. So our our relationship did deepen. It did sort of become more, more romantic. And I, I can't fail to mention some other factors that played into how I felt about Ron and our relationship, because my mom did play a role in this. And I have to mention, because like he would be around and helping and helping chase and teaching chase things. Like one day they were in the garage and he taught chase how to start the riding lawnmower, how to ride the lawnmower out there by himself. He was teaching him. And I'll never forget this. My mom said, Anita, he's a good man. I'm <laughs> not really good with her accent, but like she was just really impressed with his caring demeanor and that he really was trying to just be that that manly role for Chase and teaching him things. And yeah, she's like, he's a good man. I know. I know a good man's. I know. Okay. I'm like, okay, mama. So, so mama had a, a little something, something to do in this also, because I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, she's the most wisest person of all coming when it comes to relationships, but she obviously saw something in him and that was a good thing. So that played a, a little bit of a role in my mind. So I pretty much didn't want to jeopardize the possibility of something really great by dating, seeing other people and bringing that into it. And then having like, I don't know, I just wanted, I just wanted to come, I just wanted to make a commitment to, to what was going to happen here. So, so one day, a hot summer day in the middle of August, we were out on the beach. We were lounging around in lounge chairs, listening to music. It was a beautiful day out on the beach. And there was a song that I wanted to share with him to, let him know that I was serious and that I was going to be dating him exclusively. And he knew because I had told him that I was going to let him know that he would know for sure when, when I meant it. And so I played this song. I can't play it on the podcast because that's going to be like breaking royalty rules and copyright rules. But if you want to go look it up, it's called Hold My Hand by Jess Glenn. Jess, J-E-S-S Glenn, J-G-L-I. Y-N-N-E, I believe. It's called Hold My Hand. And I felt like that was like my theme song for this and to let him know. So I played that song. I, I turned on that song. I went and I sat down back into my lounge chair, reached over and I held his hand and said, listen to this song because I mean it. And he knew. And um, so, yeah, I was like, all right, man, we were dating now. This is a good thing. It's cool, right? So 
Um, about a week later, he asks me if I want to go on a date and I'm like, sure, you know, we've been doing these, this dating thing right now. So he comes and picks me up and for some reason he was extra excited and happy and he's like, guess where we're going? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) He was all happy. I'm like, okay, he's a happy man. And he takes me back to the same restaurant where we met. And girl, I don't get these clues. I don't even ask me why. I just didn't. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. So we go in and we get seated and we end up with the same server, the same waiter that served us when we first met, which I thought was really cool, but I didn't know that Ron had planned all this. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, And we have dinner and we enjoy it. And it was great and all good. You know, we're dating now. This is exclusive. (laughs) So after dinner, the waiter brings this this plate over to me. He says, you might want to have this for dessert. And this plate that was just basically this pretty little gold box. And I thought, what in the world? Because it's such a fancy restaurant. I thought, wow, I've never had a dessert come inside of a like gold box. This is so cute. I was like, what kind of dessert is this? I opened up the box and then there's a, a ring, not a ring, but you know, a container for the ring, right? The jewelry box. Then there's a jewelry box in the gold box. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I'm getting nervous now. I opened it up and Ron starts playing that song that hold my hand by Glenn, by Jess Glenn. And I am not kidding you. He plays the music, the whole restaurant's watching us and the waiters and waitresses are all lined up on the wall Um, watching this whole thing unfold, looking at me, he's asking me, will you marry me? And I am like, are you serious? (laughs) Are you serious? And I'm laughing and I'm like, are you serious? I couldn't stop saying, are you serious? He got the, the jewelry box. He got down on one knee in the restaurant while this song is playing and while the waiters and waitresses are all like smiling and like giving me the nod of the head, like say yes. And everybody in the restaurant's watching this. And I'm like, how in the world do you say no? How do you say no with all these people watching? But I knew in my heart it was right. I knew. And I can't believe he just took the chance. Like, I'm like, dude, <laughs> We just decided to be exclusive and he, man, he didn't, he didn't uh, waste any time. Yeah, we're exclusive. One week later, boom, I'm asking you to marry me. (laughs) We're going to be, we're going to be engaged. So I said yes. And it's just, yeah, that's kind of like, well, that's where the story, that's where the story not begins, right? It's not the end. And obviously, and he doesn't let me ever hear the end of it. Obviously, we have some chemistry. <laughs> Opposites do attract in a lot of ways, and um, it's great. It's not perfect, right? Every relationship has its hard times, its good times. And relationships and marriage, the commitment takes work. And so we're committed to that. I love that. We are committed to working on our relationship. And, the, the, you know, when we have challenging times, crises, things that happen in our life, you know, the goal in a marriage and a commitment is that it's you two against whatever problem the world brings to you. It's not you against you against them. It's always the two of you against whatever challenge is brought up. Whatever happens, it's you 
and your partner together against whatever is trying to come between you. So that's, that's been our motto. And, and I just want to say it's been huge. You know, like we've been married now. It's going to be almost seven years. It's going to be seven years here in May. And I have never just getting personal here. I've never in my life been loved. Like I am loved by country boy. He loves me like nobody has ever loved me unconditionally. He knows everything about me, loves me anyway, lets me be me and still loves me. I mean, that's played a huge role. I've got to admit, I cannot deny the fact that that has played a huge role also in myself learning to love me and accept me. So I hope you enjoyed this, enjoyed this story. Um, if nothing else, it's just fun to hear a story, right? So um, let me know what you think. I would love to get your feedback on this. And yeah. So, all right. We're going to end the show like I like to end it by telling you self-care, girl. Self-care all day, every day. Do I have your word? Good. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, girl. I don't want to miss this opportunity to invite you to rock that fitness. I want you to come rock your fitness with us. If you've been on the fence and thinking about it, we're not going to be doing like an official huge open registration enrollment time right now. I have the doors open. I don't know if I'm going to be closing them anytime soon, but right now they're open. So if you want to take that leap and come on into the band and start learning nutrition for fat loss and get into a strength training program and have community and support and have coach Abby and myself right there with you to help you on your journey you need to go come join the band all right so go over to rockthatfitness.com and check out our membership page all of the details are there or right now we're in the middle of rockstar body and mind six-week challenge and if you missed that and you want to join that get yourself on the interest list that way when we um, we start announcing that it's coming you'll you'll get the, you'll be first to know all right so anyway head over to rockthatfitness.com and go check out just go check it out and see if it's a good fit for you. Also, if you're not sure if it's a good fit, I would love to help answer any questions you have. You can send me a message on Instagram, on Facebook Messenger, or email me at rtfteam at rockthatfitness.com. rtfteam at rockthatfitness.com. That's all I got for you. Rock on, girl.